Well, the old saying goes, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Is that how that goes? Yes? Sorry, it's cliche, but it has to be said. Uh, this evening, uh, I'm going to give you an evening off so that you can enjoy time with family and friends. Not that you're not enjoying time with family and friends right now. I, I hope you are. So anyway, so this evening, we hope you enjoy your time with family and friends. Uh, but Wednesday night, we'll be back in the saddle. And uh, next Sunday's a rather interesting phenomenon. Not only are we going to go back to our regularly scheduled uh, Bible classes and morning assembly, but we do have Sunday, January 1st, a uh, January or a New Year's Day party. And so we have it scheduled 3.30 to 7 p.m. If you want to come out and hang out and eat good food and play wild and crazy games uh, here, that would be great. It says, please bring finger food, savory and sweet, uh, and your favorite board game. Uh, I won't necessarily want to play with you if it's like Clue. Uh, for those of you who know, I hate Clue because I don't have a clue how to play it, and that is not a lie and no, no play on words. It's absolutely true. Just ask my family. They love playing with me because I always lose, they, and they laugh at me, you know. Well, it's true. So I'm not playing Clue if you bring Clue, okay? So, uh, uh, you know, maybe War of the Worlds or something like that, but not Clue. So it says, uh, we will enjoy together playing games and munching delicious treats from 3.30 to 6.30, and then Lord's Supper and uh, uh, a lesson by, I don't know, I think the preacher from Alvador might do that. I don't know. We'll see if we can get him to rise to the occasion. So uh, let's see what else do I have here. No college age tomorrow night, but on, on the 2nd of January, we're combining forces. Alvador and Pleasant Hill are coming together. You know, when you get a bunch of young people together, it gets dangerous for the devil if you do it right. So I'm pretty excited. We have several from Alvador coming over on Monday night now, starting on the 2nd. So uh, please uh, uh, be prepared for those who are college-age group. And we do... Yes, dear? Oh, by the way, thank you. The Christmas party for the college-age group was postponed. Uh, and so we now have it on the 30th. Friday evening, so that'll be a great time, and uh, I will let everybody know what time it is. Uh, going to be lots of good food, lots of fun games, and uh, we are, we're still going to have a gift exchange. So your Christmas gift giving is not done yet. Yes, dear. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Yes, Mrs. Parks. All right, this Thursday at the Parks Place, uh, good food and good gifts as well. Let's see, do I have anything else here? I think I got it all done. Anybody else have an announcement? Anybody got a birthday coming up this week? Oh, thank you very much. Andrew, could you stand for just a moment? Thank you, thank you. My son Andrew is holding a clipboard with 35 thank you cards. And if you could just in your best... Dr. Signature, you know what I'm saying when I say that, right? If you want to, this is for the men and women in blue who are fighting the good fight while we're enjoying the Christmas holiday, and uh, they're out working 16-hour days, 16-hour shifts, I should say. I don't know about you, but that's a long shift. 
And uh, that's, that's unfortunately their standard shift right now, and they're still running shorthanded. So those men and women who are out fighting the good fight, the thin blue line between chaos and tranquility, we're going to be thanking them on Wednesday morning. We're bringing all sorts of goodies. Actually, when I totaled up the dollar amount that's been donated, about $1,000 worth of goodies is going to go uh, to our, our Springfield police, to, police officers. And so if you'd like to sign that, also too, I'd like to ask uh, you, if you want to join us, uh, please let me know, and uh, I'll let you know what time and place and location and, and all that good thing. Uh, we have uh, Jeff Sharon, who's excited to uh, uh, be a part. I appreciate that, Jeff. I think you said yes, right? All right. And, and Lars and Angie, I sent the invite. I think you're on. Yep. See, we're, we're good to go. So if you would like to show up as well, we'd love to have you. We are going to share a few kind thoughts and words uh, to our police officers. They're allowing us to speak to them at their morning briefing. So that'll be very exciting. So with that, I think we're ready. Oh. Oh, oh. You really? That is like crazy. Wow. How many, how many thought she was a year old? I was like, hello. All right. Hey, Avery. Hi. Are you going to be one? What are you talking about? We're going to say happy birthday to you, sweetheart. Really? She's got a look, scary look on her face. Kind of like other people do when I sing to them. What is that? Here we go. Hey, Avery. Avery, this is for you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. God bless you. Happy birthday to you. If you uh, folks watching could have seen her face, you know, she figured it out right away. Hey, this is all about me. <laughs> That's great. All right. Hey, well, if you could grab your lesson plans this morning, I want to listen to the, the, the great old Messianic prophet Isaiah from chapter 9, and then the great old Apostle Paul. And they uh, were comparing notes, I think, when they wrote their uh, books. Or maybe they had the same writer, like God. I don't know. So let's turn to the book of Isaiah in chapter 9 and listen to the great Christmas story here in Isaiah and chapter 9. Beginning in verse 1, Isaiah chapter 9, beginning in verse 1, reading down through verse 7. One of the great, awesome messianic prophecies of Christ. But there'll be no more gloom for her who was in anguish in earlier times, uh, he treated the land of Zebulun and the land of Nephtali with contempt, but later on he shall make it glorious by the way of the sea on the other side of the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. Those who walk in a dark land, the light will shine on them. You shall multiply the nation. You shall increase their gladness. They'll be glad in your presence as with the gladness of harvest, as men rejoice when they divide the spoil, for you shall break the yoke of their burden and the staff on their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor as is at the battle of Midian, for every boot of the booted warrior in the battle tumult, and the cloak rolled in blood will be for burning, fuel for the fire. For a child will be born to us, 
a son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders. And his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. There will be no end to the increase of his government or of peace. On the throne of David and over his kingdom, to establish it and to uphold it with justice and righteousness from then on and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will accomplish this. Let's pray. Our holy God in heaven, as we read the prophet Isaiah as he proclaimed uh, so many thousand years ago about the coming of your son, Jesus Christ. It's awesome to realize that, Father, uh, through you, this prophetic utterance was spoken and your son heard and realized that was him. He was a part of that great plan before uh, the beginning of the physical creation. And Father, how exciting it is to see that that happened exactly as you foretold through the Isaiah the prophet. And now, Father, as we would turn our attention to the Apostle Paul and listen to his amazing proclamation of this eternal kingdom that's being spoken of here, he's speaking, of course, of us. He's speaking, of course, of Jesus Christ and the great salvation that only he can provide, the power to walk in the newness of life, the power to be pleasing to you in every respect. Father, I pray this morning we would see just how important the birth of your son, Jesus Christ, really is for us. I ask in Jesus' name, amen. Let's turn back to the book of Ephesians in chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. We'll finish this passage, and believe it or not, we'll... We'll finish our study on trust. And of course, it began with the Lord God trusting in him and not ourselves, and it ends with trusting the Lord God. Therefore, I, the prisoner of the Lord, implore you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling with which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, showing tolerance for one another in love, being diligent to preserve the unity of of the spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is over all and through all and in all. On this day, a vast majority of mankind celebrates the birth of a child. The son that was given to us and his name was called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His name singular was called Everlasting Father. We're going to look at Jesus this morning in a different light. Yes, he came into the world as you and I, but he was more than a man. He was God incarnate, God in the flesh. He manifests God, the Father, in every word and in every deed, and including his humble will to serve the Father. Jesus is the prototokos, the prototype for us. 
We too as priests are called to follow as Jesus followed the great message. He became the message. And brethren, in this coming year, when things shake out, we need to continue resolutely to be the message, the message of hope, the message of the gospel lived out, the message of the gospel shared so that others might come to know Christ before the close of time. You see, we need to recognize that Jesus is the apostle and high priest from God, as it says in Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 1. We also need to know that Jesus is the chief shepherd. Do you remember that passage of scripture, Jesus is the chief shepherd? He's the chief shepherd, and those who will serve him faithfully will receive a crown of unfading glory. Brethren, I pray that as we take a look at the Father this morning, we'll see Jesus in a different light. Look at point number one in your lesson plan, if you would. There is but one God and Father. It's rather interesting. On our money, it says, in God we trust. As a nation, unfortunately, we've walked away from God. But as his individual sons and daughters of God, we need to choose to once again put our trust fully in him. And if we do, we will be trustworthy. We will be men and women of integrity. We will be the pillar and support of truth. People will be drawn to us when things continue to shake out and the darkness continues to come. And so let us take a look at what it's saying here. He is manifest to us through Jesus Christ, the Father. Do you remember in the Gospel of John in chapter 14? Turn there with me if you would. We're not going to read just one verse. We're going to read several that speak of Jesus Christ manifesting God's word, God's work, and God's will. The Gospel of John in chapter 14, beginning in verse 7. If you had known me, Jesus says, if you had known me, you would have known my father also. From now on, you know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it is enough for us. Jesus said to him, Have I been so long with you, and yet have not come to know me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, Show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own initiative, but the Father abiding me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Otherwise, believe because of the works themselves. Truly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I go to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, that will I do. So the Father may be glorified in the Son. And if you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Brethren, when we looked at Isaiah the prophet, he was talking about Jesus coming into the world and establishing a kingdom, and that kingdom would be eternal, and that kingdom would glorify God. Who is that kingdom? That kingdom is us. We're the ones who are to carry on the great work of seeking and saving the lost and glory, glorifying God in our body. 
I have to share with you that if we do not glorify God in our body, people are not going to want to listen to us. Because if we are not compassionate and patient and kind and humble and forbearing and courageous, then people will not see Jesus. They'll see a man or a woman driven by the flesh. We need to be completely committed to Jesus as not just the Christ, but Jesus as God in the flesh, the eternal Father. As we read on, it says the Father's work, the Father's, the Father's word, the Father's work, and the Father's will. From the Gospel of John, we see each one of those specifically spoken. So when you read the scriptures and you see the red letters, you're hearing God the Father speak of himself as manifest in the man Jesus Christ. So when people hear you, do they hear the voice of the Son of God? Do they, when they see you, do they see the life of the Son of God? That's why Jesus came into the world. Now as we continue on in that second point, we are manifest to him through Jesus Christ. We are manifest to the Father through Jesus Christ. He is not only our apostle, the one who shows us as an ambassador from heaven, the Father, but through us or through him, we are able to communicate with the Father. He is our high priest. Turn with me, if you would, to the book of 1 John chapter 2. 1 John in chapter 2. Little John, right in the back. How many of you remember the scripture where it says, if you love me and keep, keep my commandments, my father and I will come and make our abode with you. What does that mean? If you love me and keep my commandments, my father and I will come and make our abode with you. That means our home will be in you. God the Father and God the Son through the Spirit of God indwells us and we become the Father's home, the temple of the living God. Look at 1 John and look at chapter 2 and verse 1 and 2. My little children, I am writing these things to you so that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate. We have an advocate, Jesus Christ, the righteous. And he himself is the propitiation for our sins. And not only ours, but also for those of the whole world. In the book of Hebrews and chapter 9, his blood is what secured our salvation. His spirit is that which empowers us to live like him. Let me get a little bold this morning and share with you that the news media is saying that we're going to have a huge recession. If you understand the definition of recession, we've already had two quarters of negative growth. Sorry to go economics on you. It's already here. You're saying, whew, I'm glad it's already here where gas prices are low. Well, I think there's more to come. They say it's supposed to hit in the last two quarters, the last half of the year. I don't know. I'm not an economic prophet, and I'm not a prophet through the scriptures. I just preach what I 
I hear from the word. But what if there is, as they've been calling it, a great reset? Is God still going to be your God? Will you still be that pillar and support of truth? If you lose your employment, do you believe God will provide? If it gets so crazy that you have to decide whether you're going to be a Christian or deny the faith, will you still remain faithful? You say, these are questions that are crazy questions. I thought they would be crazy five years ago. They're not as crazy now. Next year, we are going to study fear. Fear is a powerful motivator. In a negative way and in a very positive way. The fear of God is powerful. The fear of God, as you're going to find out, is actually a love for God so deeply that you will completely, humbly obey Him. Not out of duty, but out of devotion. When it talks in the scriptures more often than not, it says reverence in the little footnote. That word reverence means an adoration and a worship that causes you to sacrifice self fully in the service to God. Now we're going to see all the scriptures that teach that. And we're going to see the amazing benefits there are of fearing God and what that really means. But there's other fear out there that's very powerful that we need to be sure to reject in our love for God. Our brother Eric brought one to my attention and I started to search the scriptures even after I think it was last Sunday. And man, the Bible's full of fear of failure. I mean, people are pulling up short, man. Because they're fearing failure. But the one who's courageous is the one who will make it. That's what it says in the book of Revelation. And the fear of man, the, the fear of death, the fear of suffering, all of those have to be set aside. Knowing what they are, understand they're real, and refuse to embrace them when trials come. And always go back to the love of God, the fear of God, which would cause you to hate evil, love his word, and love him with a complete and total sacrifice of self. Then no matter what happens, you will strive to be the man or the woman who is providing for his family or her family and for the church family and still drawing other people in. That's really what this is about. And so as we look to Jesus as God, the eternal God, our Father in heaven, we want to take a look at point number two. Recognize this, that he is overall, he is working through all that are his, and he is in us, providing us eternal peace and security. Very quickly, as you look at your notes, overall, he is the almighty God. He is the sovereign Turn with me to 1 Timothy. 1 Timothy. Listen to what the Apostle Paul says about this Jesus Christ. 1 Timothy, right at the very end in chapter 6. 
A beautiful passage as he speaks to the young man Timothy to remain faithful to the end. He says this, I charge you in the presence of God who gives life to all things and of Christ Jesus who testified the good confession before Pontius Pilate that you keep the command without stain or reproach until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he will bring about in the proper time. He who is the blessed and only sovereign, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, he who alone possesses immortality and dwells in unapproachable light, whom no man has seen or can see. To him be honor and eternal dominion. Amen. I love that passage of scripture. Jesus Christ is the only sovereign. There'll be others who will want sovereign dominion over you. Refuse it. Knowing that there's only but one God, one Father, and we must give ourselves fully to him. Now, I believe the future is going to call each one to account on, on this side of judgment. And when we have those opportunities, let us stand in the courage that we have as Christians, Christ ones, sons and daughters of God. Our eternity is secure as long as we remain faithful. For he is sovereign, no one else. Through all, I love this one. We go back to Isaiah, wonderful counselor. The wonderful counselor is actually talking about the Holy Spirit. Did you know that in the Old Testament, God is referenced as wonderful? I found three times there's probably more. Wonderful. His name is wonderful. I remember Grandpa Penny used to sing that song. His name is wonderful. And I'm thinking, you just think he's kind of awesome, so you're calling him wonderful. The Word of God says he's wonderful. God is wonderful. And the God who is wonderful is in you. And he's your teacher, your counselor. Take a look at the power that you have because God the Father dwells in you. Take a look. Ephesians in chapter 3. Verse 20 and 21, I shared this with a gentleman who had been in the church many, many years, and he was so excited when he saw this as I posted uh, a message to all the men I know uh, in the body of Christ. Now to him who is able to do far more uh, abundantly beyond all that we ask or think according to the power that works within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. So let me ask you a question. How much power is there working through you? How much power? God, the creator of the universe, can create in you and through you a blessing for every soul you come in contact with. Do you believe that? Do you believe that every soul you come in contact with God in you and through you can be a blessing if you'll walk according to his will, according to his word, walking in the footsteps of Christ. My prayer is, is that we realize that God, the wonderful counselor, teaches us how to interface with each and every person so that we might touch their heart and open a door of opportunity to speak with them about the gospel. The, the last one there is in all. 
I don't know about you, but when I listen to the news, I get freaked out. That's why I don't listen to the news much anymore. You're saying, are you sticking your head in the sand? No, I'm not. I'm not. It's just that the news seems to be empowered both sides. Get angry and freak out because those other guys. The other guys are going, get angry and freak out because of those guys. How about we know that God is sovereign? How about we know that God is in us? How about we know that there's nothing that takes God by surprise? How about we recognize that he is the Prince of Peace and the Prince of Peace lives in us? Let's take a look really quickly. Going back to the Gospel of John in chapter 14. I'd invite you to read chapters 13 through 17. Uh, amazing passage of Jesus at the Last Supper table. Listen to what he says in the Gospel of John in chapter 14. Verse 27. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be fearful. Well, you're saying, Bill, you're going to be studying about fear, and Jesus said, don't be fearful. Well, that's exactly right. Don't fear failure, don't fear death, don't fear man, don't fear suffering. The scripture says all those things are going to come. You should fear God. And when you fear God, the Bible says that your love, that perfect love will drive out all that other fear. Perfect love drives out fear. You're going to find that the fear of God is the love of God. And when you love perfectly, all other fears will be driven out. That's what this is about. Love the Lord God with all thy heart, mind, soul, and strength. Jesus is the Father manifest. His life was victorious, even to the very last breath. And how many souls did he win by that sacrifice? Every single one. And we get to help him in that great work. I pray that 2023 is a year where you embrace not the baby in the manger, but the amazing, almighty God, eternal Father, Prince of Peace, and wonderful Counselor in you as his eternal kingdom. Let's close with this last point very quick. You know, when we decide to put Jesus as our God, Jesus as the manifest of a father who loves you more than he loved his very own son that you would realize that as you lay your life down for him, we grow together. We grow together. Because as we've talked about a full, before, at the very beginning of this series, a year ago, how many of you would trust a self-serving, selfish man or woman? Well, if you're wise, you would say, don't think so. But one who has shown themselves to be sacrificial, concerned about your needs, would you trust them? If they've been consistent, yes, of course you would. So let's close with this passage of scripture in the Gospel of John in chapter 17. 
Beginning in verse... Beginning in verse 20. Gospel of John chapter 17, beginning in verse 20. The glory which you have... Excuse me. I do not ask on behalf of these alone, but for those also who believe in me through their word. Jesus is actually saying, I'm not asking for the apostles only. I'm asking for every other person that will believe in me, Jesus, through the apostles' word. And so as we read on in verse 21, that they may all be one, even as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you sent me. The glory which you have given me, I have given them, that they may be one just as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may be perfected in unity, so that the world may know that you sent me and loved them even as you have loved me. Father, I desire that they also, whom you have given to me, be with me where I am, so that they may see my glory, which you have given me, for you loved me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, although the world has not known you, yet I have known you, and these have, and, and these have known that you sent me, and I have made your name known to them and will make it known so that the love which you have, you love me, may be in them and I in them. How many times have we heard it spoken that believing in the same doctrine doesn't bring unity, although that's a foundation for it. More importantly, those of us who would live the life of Christ, his glorious character is what brings unity. So if you were to express compassion to me and I to you in your need, if you were to express humility when you fell short or I express humility when I fall short, those kind of men, those kind of women can be trusted. If we will choose to be patient with each other, those kind of men, those kind of women can be trusted. Compassion, humility, Patience, those are character qualities of glory. Those are the character qualities of Christ Jesus. Forgiveness, that's a great character quality of God's glory. You see, as we continue to grow in Christ-likeness, as we follow him as our God and Father, then we begin to manifest those character qualities that are true. Some would probably say this was a terrible Christmas lesson. And some might be right if they weren't listening. Jesus sent his son, or God sent his son into the world to save the world. Jesus still has a body in the world that's seeking and saving the lost. The question is, is are you a part of that? And I'm not being mean when I say that. Not all of us are evangelists, but all of us can live the life and all of us can see someone when they're struggling and step up and reach out with the love of Christ, with the character of God our Father and make that connection, build that relationship. Alan, I didn't ask you if I could use you as an example, but it's good. May I use you as an example? It's been told to me that Alan was a little nervous coming to church. Is that true? Yes. yes. 
And when he came here at the, at the request of his lovely soon-to-be bride, he came and he experienced, and, and I'm going to try and quote you as best as I can, an acceptance and a love just like a family. It was pretty close to that, wasn't it? And he asked if, if I would do marriage counseling with them, and we did. And before we got the marriage counseling done, he said, would you teach me about the love of Christ? You know why he did that? It's because we as a family, we as a family, Express the love of Christ. And now you are a part of this wonderful family. And those who know you have come to love and appreciate who you are. There are many in that same life situation that, that are fearful of what church has been or could be. And I think sadly, understandably so. Because all they've seen is business. All they've seen is cattle prodding. All they've seen is exploitation. What about the love of Christ and family? What about the truth expressed in our words and our deeds? I'm thankful for my brother, Alan. He's done some really great things. And how old are you now in the Lord? Almost a year. I just praise God for you. Because of what we have been doing as people have come and experienced, not just business, but relationships. Brethren, 2023 is going to be demanding. I believe it's going to be demanding. They're saying, well, great news. Yes, it is great news. Because when people start searching for what is real, for relationships that are intimate and deep, and not just the, the surface, not just the entertainment, not just the play, but real. That's where people are going to be drawn when things get crazy. Brethren, we've had the blessing of many families come and visit during the COVID time when everybody else was shutting down and sequestering. And we said, you know, the Lord talks to us about being present. Did we get COVID? Yes, many of us did. I came close to death. Tamar did too. But we continue to press forward for God has provided. Now, does that mean that some of us could not have been taken? Well, absolutely, if it was God's time. God is sovereign. Brethren, I pray that we would enter into 2023 with an excitement and a zeal to manifest God our Father through Jesus Christ so that more and more would come to know this wonderful family. The Peel family? Sure, the family of God, absolutely, absolutely. Let's close in a word of prayer. Father, I'm really, really thankful. 2022 was a year that was filled with challenges in so many different ways. In selecting the, the, the topic of trust, Father, it seemed like the devil was working overtime through people and life situations to shake our trust. And yet, Father, we continue to grow. We continue to grow not only in those who are being drawn near, but those who are growing more deeply in their love for you and expressing that to one another. 
Father, I know that 2023 will is not going to be like this little vacation after 2020, 2021, and 2022. But Father, you never give to us anything that we cannot handle if we walk in the Spirit and depend on you. Father, I pray that you would help us to recognize your Son coming into the world as our prototype showed us that no matter what happens, you are faithful and we will be victorious as he was. Help us to remember that and to live it, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Let's get all excited. Come on, stand up. What did Jesus say to do? He said to go. Get all excited. Go tell everybody that Jesus Christ is king. Get all excited. Go tell everybody that Jesus Christ is king. Get all excited. Go tell everybody that Jesus Christ is king. Jesus Christ is still the king of kings. King of kings. All right. Hey, one last announcement. Thanks once again for listening. To download today's lesson plan or find out more about Cornerstone Truth Podcast and our church, please go to www.cornerstonetruth.org or email us at thecornerstonetruth at gmail.com. Have a blessed week.